You're listening to the Seasons Change Podcast. Seasons to Change. Seasons Change is your weekly geekly dose of TV, movies, comic books, video games, everything Jeff W. and I are enjoying. I am your host, Vactor, and I've got the always angry Jeff W. with me. Jeff, how you doing? Well, you, you always say I'm mad, but you know, I like things more things than you do. What? In, in general. Well, yeah. We're about to find out. What mm-hmm. Jeff has been liking this week on the Seasons Change podcast. But before we do that, just let you know we are on Twitter. If you ever want to follow me and Jeff, I'm Vactor. Jeff is Jeff W. And our podcast is Seasons underscore podcast. You can always leave us a voice message if you want to tell us what you've been angry about this week. You can go to anchor.fm slash seasons change slash message or in the actual Anchor app itself. There's a message button if you follow us. So you can always leave us a little voicemail. We'll play it on the show if you want us to. And if you're feeling wonderful, don't forget, you can always leave us a review in iTunes or Apple Podcast, as it's now called, and share us with your friends. That's the best way to get us out there and help us share us with your friends. Let them know Jeff W. has something to say. So... This week, Jeff and I got a chance to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, Jeff, see? what is your experience with the Ghostbusters franchise in general? Because this is a very popular series, um, yeah. not only movies, but I would just say entertainment franchise. Yeah. So you know, what funny. is yours? Yeah, it's funny. Me and you had the uh, conversation walking into this movie, and I don't know why people like this movie these movies a lot and i'm not saying that to be a dick i know it sounds like <laughs> i'm being a jerk but i'm serious like there's not you know i was wondering i was like because i saw a bunch of the articles i was telling you about articles i was reading and i got like a minor spoiler before the movie and there's a lot of headlines about like how much fan service there is here and all that stuff um and i'm just like what fans <laughs> you know what, I mean? like, what fans man like i get it that it's like a general like 80s probably like thing for people or whatever yes but i just don't you know it's but it's, there isn't also isn't con there isn't like a ton of content behind this either i feel like so um that thing is a little weird to me if you're a huge ghostbusters fan i mean it's fine but i'm just like like the movies are are pretty good you know i'll give you that i wouldn't say they're bad movies but they're not you know they're not as uh, extended, let's say. There's not an extended universe of Ghostbusters stuff out there, right? Like, there's probably some comics, some cartoons. You know, how many movies do we have now? Was it three? Four, well, four? The, well, the one we're talking about is the fourth four. one. Yeah, so there'd be four. So you have the yes. original. So um, I guess to give my history with it, um, I've seen the first two movies. I have not seen the all-female cast one. I've only seen clips of that. Um maybe for the better um <laughs> it sounds uh and then obviously we saw this uh, the other day i would say that i don't i don't really even care about the first movie that much um i would say in my mind and i think we you know we've talked about this before that second movie to me is is what you know ghostbusters is you know the statue of liberty uh the weird dude in the painting and all that <laughs> stuff um i can't remember any of their names i don't give a shit about any of their names um it was a f- pretty fun movie that's that's the my history with it is i really only remember two because i remember at a, at a certain point like a long time ago when we were talking about these i kept bringing up i'm like oh yeah when they did this you're like no that's the second movie and i was like oh well, how about when they uh you know went under the the city and found anything like that's nah, the second movie and i'm like well what is the first movie ah. i'm like what what is he like what even happens like is it that boring um and i haven't watched it in forever so i kind of went into this blind i didn't even like you know watch those to catch up or anything like that i wanted to just uh go in as a uh let's just call it a casual uh on these on these movies yeah and i'm um i i would say i'm a little bit more of a ghostbusters fan i'm not a huge 
uh, Ghostbusters fan. The second movie was the one that I watched the most growing up. And I was talking to our friend, friend of the show, Wonder Rob from Geek, so to speak. And I think the thing that I was most a fan of was the real Ghostbusters, which was the cartoon that ran from 86 to 91. And also, I was just a Bill Murray fan. So anything that Bill Murray was in, I was like a huge fan of. So mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 1 and 2, it was just like, oh, these are Bill Murray movies. That's why yeah. I was into it. Not necessarily because I was a big Ghostbusters fan. Yeah. I and remember that's a bit the, of their legacy to me too, right? It's like, hey, it's a Bill Murray movie. Like, yeah. They're probably I, I remember the serial also for some reason, <laughs> just the shape of the ghost and the... Um, you are you are a big serial guy. That's you know? true. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, Extreme Ghostbusters in 97. I never saw that show. And then I did see the all-female one is called Answer the Call from 2016. But this new movie that we saw was Afterlife and basically says that that one didn't exist, the all-female one. And just one and two are canon. They don't go. Yeah, you're right. They don't touch on that at all. Yes, at all. So that was not well-received by... Uh, critics or fans i don't think yeah. and i thought it was like okay for those comedians you know i like all of the cast of that one and i like the director oh chris yeah. hemsworth is in is in that one too oh is he, he was probably wow. my favorite part his character mm-hmm. was the funniest but that one is pretty forgettable yeah so ghostbusters afterlife jeff yeah we have a we have a recurring segment the most popular segment on our show jeff what's the plot of the movie that we saw this okay. week we'll break it down the ghostbusters afterlife okay. in jeff w's world all right so basically what happens and this is spoilers from here on out so if you haven't seen this shit turn it off um okay so basically one of the original Ghostbusters, the guy with the glasses, the nerdy one, let's just say what they did. You know what I mean? We know what they're doing. He becomes a gigantic asshole and takes everything from the Ghostbusters, abandons his family uh, to go out to the middle of Oklahoma, um, where apparently the world is going to end. uh, And he's going to save everybody from a big giant demon in the mountain. He gets fucked up. He dies. Uh, he gives his house or his house falls to uh, or, you know, the ownership transfers to his daughter and grandchildren um, who he has not seen, who he has no relationship with. These children are, you know, in their teens or about to be in their teens. One's probably the preteen, the, uh, the girl. And uh, they show up and uh, try to stop the thing that he was supposedly right about. And um, yeah, that's kind of it. That's the main plot. And then old Ghostbusters show up. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's real dumb. All right. So that was the plots breakdown by Jeff W. for Ghostbusters Afterlife. This movie was directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who is the director of the first movie. And Jason Reitman, he's kind of been a more independent director. Um, you'll probably remember Jeff. He did things like Up in the Air with George Clooney or Juno. Okay. Yeah, okay, Juno. Yeah, it's yeah, that type of um, stuff that he's directed before. So I was mm-hmm. kind of surprised when I first heard that he was going to be directing the movie because the things that he's directed in the past have been smaller things. Thank you for smoking, which I love. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Tully with. Mm-hmm. Um, Dang, now I'm blanking our name. Charlize Theron, okay. um, Young Adult. Actually, Young Adult is pretty good with Patton Oswalt. You might want to check that one out. But mm-hmm. Juno, you know, is where he really got his claim to fame, and and that was a huge hit. So Ghostbusters Afterlife taken over from his dad in the series. And it was funny because I was watching an um, interview with him, and he was talking about, yeah, just imagine, you know, got one of the best storytellers, uh, writer-directors of all time, leaning over your shoulder checking in on you and it was his franchise Mm. that he created Um, but having my dad there was fun Mm -hmm. so they've got a whole family connection there and 
the story is kind of a family connection, which Jason Reitman also wrote the story as well with uh, Gil Keenan. Mm-hmm. The, the guy with the glasses, like you said, Spangler, Egon yeah. Spangler, it's his family legacy that is passed down from his to his grandkids. They skip over his kid. Well, his daughter is in it, but she's kind of like, yeah, not the main. And she's broke. Just make sure everybody <laughs> knows that she's broke as hell. Yeah. And we're going to talk about his what he left her and, and yeah. some cliche later because something upset Jeff. We'll talk about that a little bit later yeah. in the actual uh, review. But overall, Jeff, so after we given our, you know, our history with Ghostbusters. So, you know how big a fan we both are of Ghostbusters. What yeah. did you think about Ghostbusters Afterlife? You know, we I said when we came out of the theater. And I, I was like, it was a, it was fine. You know, I didn't think it was like a bad movie necessarily. Like I would, I would maybe watch it with like a kid or something like that, you know? Um, But I thought to me overall, for just giving our overall thought right now, I thought it was pretty uh, middling, let's say. Yeah. Um, No, it wasn't great. There's a lot of things I have problems with and I'll, we'll get into that further here in a second, but I just thought it was okay. I wouldn't, you know, like we, I, this is, this would have been like a streaming platform movie to me. You know what I mean? Like it seemed like in that, in that realm, uh, which do you think maybe is that the, is that the new phrase for, uh, straight to DVD? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It was like straight to streaming. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Which it probably has been for a while now, but now that everybody's putting, uh, more things on these platforms, it's, uh, it's weird um but yeah i thought it was fine it was okay i it would be like a five out of ten or something like that or like whatever two and a half out of five yeah i really liked the ending of this movie i liked the way that they wrapped up this story but the beginning to me was very slow it was very hard for me to get invested in these characters yeah and we both to, fell asleep in the first 30 minutes of that movie. Like once podcast shows up, I was, I don't even remember what happened when podcast first showed <laughs> up. I was fighting myself to stay awake because it was so boring to me at that point. Yeah. So I almost recommend <laughs> walking into the movie halfway and then just catching yourself up, like figuring out what's going on in the plot. Yeah. Um, when I was watching the beginning, I was thinking about, the way that storytelling in 2021 is versus storytelling in 1984 when the first movie came out, mm. the way that that movie sets up the characters, sets up the world of Ghostbusters is very much, I guess, compressed. And then today's mm. storytelling is decompressed. It's like you got to make six episodes out of one episode. Like you got to turn... Right. What would have been one episode in the 80s into six episodes now and and tell every detail of everything. That's what I felt when I was watching the very beginning. I was like, this is way too slow. This is way too much decompression. Let's get into it. Let's get into the action. Let's Mm -hmm. get into the comedy. Because when I think Ghostbusters, I think 80s comedy. When I was watching this, besides let's take out Paul Rudd. Yeah, take out. How Paul many Rudd. times did you laugh in this movie? There's like a couple lines. Um, what was what was the bar line? Remember that he's like the the kids looking at himself. This is such a fucking millennial or like <laughs> like such a like a a new thing or whatever. Uh, he looks or a thing that wouldn't have been around in the '80s. He looks at his phone. He's like, oh man, because they're in the middle of who gives a fuck, Oklahoma. Oh, he's the, like, the, oh, there's only this. one bar, yeah. and then she's like. Or he's like, oh, man, there's no bars. And she's like, there better be a bar. <laughs> Kids, I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, there wasn't. I didn't really laugh at this movie. Um, I mean, I heard the other people in the theater were enjoying it. So I'm probably, you know, uh, the minority on that. But, yeah, I didn't really laugh. Paul Rudd. I mean, if we're going to say it, Paul Rudd might have been my favorite thing about the movie. And that's because I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, he lot. was just being Paul Rudd. That character yeah. Yeah. is Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's just a, a likable guy. Yeah, uh, I feel like, and yeah, and that was actually the whole reason why I wanted to see this movie because I probably would have, if you know, if we weren't reviewing it on the podcast, I probably would have waited yeah. for streaming. But I wanted to see Paul Rudd, and I wanted to see what he was going to do with with this franchise. 
So his comedy was good in the movie. I thought it was worth it seeing, you know, Paul Rudd be Paul Rudd. Yeah. And he is, hold on a second. And, and actually, it's interesting that we say that because I feel like there's him and a couple of those guys that are maybe becoming like what Bill Murray is in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like guys that are like, you know, comedian, actor, you know, comedy actors that are funny, that are, you know, coming universally loved. Like, you know, that's what the Bill Murray. I don't know what we call it, like the meme is, you know? Yeah. Um, like he's like, oh, you know, everybody loves him and he's a really likable guy and he's funny and he's in these movies or whatever. And you hear these Bill Murray stories all the time. Right. And I feel like maybe, you know, Paul Rudd, I mean, I'm not going to like say they're one into one, but, you know, I feel like he's in that zone of like, you know, he's generally liked, you know, a good comedic actor. It, it's an interesting choice for that, you know, for to put him in this franchise because I feel like he kind of, fills that same spot in pop culture but like currently right right yeah so i thought you know that aspect of me going got me into the theater and seeing it they succeeded um as far as like reviving the franchise and some like kickstarting it again i think you and i had a conversation after the movie about kind of what some people have now termed like kind of like the, like the rise of Skywalker or the, the force unwakened force awakens syndrome of kickstarting the, the new franchise. And you're relying so heavily on the old franchise, like the old movie or the old property that got everybody in the eighties nostalgic, you know, now yeah. and not enough on the new characters, which that's what you have to, you know, in order to retain a new franchise, you have to have these the new characters yeah. doing things that you want to see instead of, all right, here's Indiana Jones at 90 years old, and we're still trying to right. follow him as yeah. an action star. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that anymore. He's too yeah. old, and right. that's why I haven't really liked the new Indiana Jones that much, and they're making another one. And Oh, are they doing another one? Yes. Oh, my God. They're filming it right now. Instead of passing it off to Shia LaBeouf like they were trying to do, they're yeah. like, no, we're just going to keep doing it until he's dead. We're going to yeah. keep Indiana Jones till we bury him in the ground. Say so now it's getting passed off to Tom Holland. That's oh. what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which we did see a Uncharted IMAX. We saw this in IMAX, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And we saw an um, Uncharted IMAX trailer, which mm. I didn't know was going to be in IMAX. So yeah, that I'm, might be the way to see it. But we also saw a Spider-Man IMAX trailer, which that will be the way to yeah, see yeah. Spider-Man. Um, mm -hmm. We'll talk about that next month when it comes out. Actually, in a couple of weeks, not too long, not too far yeah. away. Yeah, we're close. So, reviving an '80s franchise in 2020, 40 mm. years later. Now you're relying heavily on a lot of nostalgia. You know, that actually got me thinking about Halo Infinite, which we got a chance to play the beta this this last week. Mm. But I was actually um, thinking about is Halo still relevant today with today's audience? Because you and I have many good Halo memories where we were playing it every day. I remember one yeah. time I played it for eight hours straight yeah. and forgot to eat. Yeah. I was like so <laughs> into it. And yeah. I was thinking about, you know, the kids that are playing Fortnite today, or let's say Call of Duty, they're not Halo like we were into Halo. They're not into it. And that's yeah. why the new Halo has like a whole academy mode. And it's like, yeah. hey, get to know Halo because these guys it's, just have not been playing it. Yeah, it's free. You know, yeah, they're doing a lot of things to try to bring it to the current crowd. And that's of, not like, even that old. That's like, play. well, that one's like 20 years old. That's half yeah. the age of the Ghostbusters franchise. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, true. You know, you see a lot of these things. It's like. In the 80s, I don't remember people relying on pro um stuff from the 40s and the 60s yeah and no. now our current generation i feel like we're almost stuck in a time loop we're stuck in a bubble mm -hmm. where it's like everything has to be from our from the the generation that has money yeah from what like, they were a kid yeah. yeah it's the whole it's and it's kind of become a trope or a or a, a stupid thing that has happened you know what i mean like i wouldn't blame guardians of the galaxy because i love that that movie but like 
I feel like that was one of those ones where they're like, hey, we're going all soundtrack, all these throwbacks. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like people are there like, I love the music. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like some people walked out of that and were like, I love listening to those songs. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I understand. They explain the story, but it's like, yeah, this 80s, like nostalgia, you know, kick that everything is into now is, is pretty weird to me. Yeah. So I would like them, you know, to focus on the new the new generation. And then be interesting. Yeah. We and it's funny because I guess the the all female one tried that and nobody yeah. cared. Nobody and, liked and, it. And men and people wanted to start a civil war because of fucking female Ghostbusters. Yeah. Stupid fucking whole con the whole concept of the movie sucked and every all their everybody's reaction to it sucked. <laughs> that movie's stupid. <laughs> so in this one, you have this new generation of kids. And I didn't really care about any of them. I guess the granddaughter I cared about the most. Um, And I think you have to have a connection to the original guy. You know, she's, Mm. she's got the glasses. She's into science. Yeah. Yeah. um, Things like that, which I liked about Egon in the original. So that was my connection Mm. in this one. The stranger kids or stranger kids, the stranger things, kid, um, Mr. Stranger things. Yeah. Finn Wolfhard. I don't know why he's in this movie. He did not do anything. He didn't bring anything to it. And his girlfriend or the girl that he liked Mm -hmm. from Sonic, it looked like they worked at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her deal? Like there was I didn't understand any point to them being in the movie. Do you remember her name at all? No, I don't. No, I can't even remember. uh, I wrote his name down as Finn Stranger Guy. Uh, was my name? Uh, I don't remember what his name in the in the thing was. Yeah, I don't either. I don't remember. I don't remember the granddaughter's name. Now that I'm thinking about it off the top of my head, I'm sure I could go look it up and it'd be like, oh yeah, they did say that. But I didn't. It was hard for me to care about the characters in this, especially like. And it's weird as how they they drag that thing out in the beginning. They drag this whole thing out of them going through the house, finding all this shit in the house, and doing everything. And and like I still came out of it kind of not caring that much about them, or like you know, it, it just felt. Like you said, the Stranger Things guy is weird to have him in that role. And then he says, like, dude, how, how much does he talk in that movie? Not a lot, right? Like, he is doing weird stuff and, you know, driving, like, you know, a professional driver yeah. you know, out of nowhere and stuff. But other than that, he does almost, like, nothing in the movie yeah. to me. And that was one of my – you just mentioned the professional driver thing. That was one of my biggest gripes with the movie was not setting up a lot of things. Like, if we had seen him – back home you know before he gets kicked out of his house yeah, like into cars yeah at all. and he's you know like, what i mean yeah, yeah. But, you know i'm driving on the weekends but i feel like he's just thrown in there oh i don't have my license i can't drive you know yeah. and then he's fixing it up and it's like i don't i guess he's a mechanic now like he's a stunt yeah. driver a mechanic he could do it all and yeah i don't there was no setup for that and then there was no setup for podcast knowing okay they're in the car they're driving and then podcast yeah. all of a sudden knows every button lever to press in all right the ghostbusters this... car we should clear they're in the ghostbusters yeah. car yeah the ecto one just which is iconic car but he's like podcast is in there like he had watched the movies from the 80s like he knows every button and and this is not also this is also an upgraded version of the 80s one because there's like a sidecar that pops out and yeah. everybody knows how it works. And I was yeah. like, okay, I, did I miss something when I fell asleep in the beginning? Yeah. But I, di- I just didn't like a lot of the setup. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of boring. Now, once yeah. the action actually starts, when they have like the car chase, when they're chasing Slimer 2, you know, yeah, what's, we'll two. call him the muncher. Yeah. And they're chasing <laughs> him around. That was like, oh, okay, this is probably, you know, how it should have started or got into this a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I don't really, you know, a lot of the setup, it did not make me care about the characters. Yeah. But- and just to touch on that, like when we talked about this, too, um, is this movie still feels so slow. And you mentioned it a little bit, I think, earlier. But it's and then like it gets to like halfway in the movie and then it's like, oh, shit, you know, and then it, you just start getting like all this stuff thrown at you to where like 
you're the point where like they're building up this big mountain in Oklahoma. There's no fucking mountains in Oklahoma. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, or if there is, they're not what that is, right? Um, it just doesn't exist in Oklahoma. But uh, they're in this big mountain cave thing, and they have this like big final setup. It looks like a big set. You know, it has these like marble looking stairs and these there's like all this stuff going on, and they're in there for like two minutes you know the whole movie and it's like like they get to the end and like you don't you know what i mean like there's no lead up uh, to who the villain is even almost right like it's just kind of hinted at and then you get there and it, it just feel it felt like so quick and over to me um i'm sure if you know if you look at the time or something maybe it does draw out a little longer maybe that's just my perception of it you know maybe my perception is off of what reality was but i think we felt the same that this thing was like super slow in the beginning and then once it hits halfway, it was like trying to make up for time. And it's just going su- super fast through a bunch of stuff. And you're just like, okay, well, where, where's the, okay, they're at Walmart. Okay, they're, they're you know, um, it was just left and right. Like I, I didn't really, um, I didn't even care about the villain, right? Like I just, they, they didn't even, you know, establish this like, you know, even that all that menacing, you know what I mean? Like, what did it really do? It, they, they, things escaped and broke some windows you know what i mean like it was kind of lame a little bit i think in that aspect and from the trailer i thought the town was going to be taken over by ghosts like you saw that guy getting his coffee poured yeah that was like the only one i thought there was going to be like a ton of ghosts and a ton of people yeah yeah that that kind of fell flat for me that that whole segment of the movie i feel like was two minutes (laughs) it was so quick right the walmart and them going through town that was like it yeah you know. Also, what was the deal with the Walmart product placement? Like, how much did Walmart yeah. pay to get in this movie? Dude, we, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. How, how much did they pay? And that is a clean Walmart. Go to a real Walmart. Those things are fucking dirty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. There's like, there's shit all over the place. That was a, not a real Walmart. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of weird, the whole thing. And and the little Stay Puff marshmallow guys, um, they, they were kind of cute. But then I was thinking about it. Why do they want to be s'mores? Why did they want to get like these guys Blended. were? Yeah, pureed. they were like having a ball, like jumping on the crackers and putting the chocolate walking blanket the, on. Uh, yeah, walking over the grill. Why? Why? What was the the motivation behind you that? Know, like, I, I don't know what that was exactly, but that is a point that I made to you too. Where and we'll go back to Muncher for a second. There's no in this movie. You almost have no. Like if if I recall from the old movies, you know, there is like a bit of a a fun element to like, hey, these ghosts are, you know, they're not entirely evil. You know, they do weird, goofy things that make you laugh. And they had Slimer who was just kind of like fucking hanging out or whatever, yeah, you know. He's just eating and, everything. Yeah, not evil, but he's just, you know, doing his thing. And there's kind of like this, you know, there's a little more depth there. Um, whereas this, the only thing, I think that's what they tried to do with these is to make it like to give you some kind of comedy element to that ghost stuff, uh, which I just felt was kind of lacking. Like just seeing ghosts in general, I felt like maybe in this movie, like they didn't have like, you know, even the, I, I think, you know, they they do throughout the movie, you know, throughout the beginning of the movie, you can see um, what's his name? Spanger, Spanger, Spanger uh-huh. whatever. His ghost, you know, kind of guiding his granddaughter, but he's not there. Like it's just a moving light, you know, like they don't set up like this weird ghost that's helping her or something like yeah. that. They don't do anything. And that's what I'm saying. Like another yeah. thing that just doesn't seem set up from the yeah. beginning and they just, everybody knows what's going on. And I feel like I'm left behind. Like I missed something in the beginning, but yeah. it turns out, no, they just didn't set it up. So one of the things that you were telling me as, as we were walking in was the movie had been criticized for its fan service kind of pandering to fans, just throwing things in there just because they were in the eighties films. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think member berries is kind of the South park take on it where it's like, you're just saying stuff. You're just referencing things. It's not an actual part of the movie or, or moving anything forward. It's like, well, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was in the original, so now there's little ones. All right, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, you know, there's the Slimer type ghost. There's the Ecto One car. All of these mm. things are just I felt like, and then the ultimate 
yeah. is just the old guys coming back at the end yeah. and or, saving and the, the day. villain. And the villain. Oh, yeah. And the villain is the re- is a revisit of the same shit. And right. Gozer from the original. Yeah. And they, they kind of try to write a reason in here that's like, oh, they never got him in the first one. So we've got to get him now. We got to get him 30 years later. Um, so that was kind of, you know, it's it's just there for nostalgia. It's not there to set up anything new and it's not there to be interesting. Yeah. Um, Without the older movie, this would not be there. There's yeah. almost no relevancy. It's not and, and not all of the, everything we just mentioned, but like a lot of the stuff that gets said and stuff like that and like little things that happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I wasn't a huge fan of the fan service like because i again i talked about my history with the franchise i'm not a huge ghostbusters guy so it didn't you know pull on my heartstrings it didn't um no. didn't have a lot of nostalgia for me as as much but um i did enjoy them kind of doing everything in the egon like it was not only because the actor passed away in real life but kind of like in the movie the character, um, he was the tie to everything. He was the reason why everybody came back together. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, well, the, you know, the story itself, what is the reason why there's a Ghostbusters 30, 40 years later after the original? Oh, it's because they're tying up, you know, they're, these the family of yeah. Spangler has to come together and kind of, you know, reestablish his legacy because he had become kind of like a crackpot. He had become kind of people forgot yeah. about him and, and said the whole, he went the crazy. whole movie when they're in there, the families aren't like, Oh, you're the dirt farmers. Yeah. He was fucking yes. weird. Yeah. And you hear about that. And actually if we can, we could talk about, I'll get this off my checklist there. It's, it's so, I would bugged me about the movie and about his character. And I agree with you. And you'd think like, it's like, Hey, that's cool. They're tying this in and they're doing all this stuff. But they just do something that's so fucking generic to me, which is, um, oh, hey, you know, he was an asshole and abandoned his family and did all this stuff and, you know, went out to the middle of nowhere. He was a dick and everything. But you know what? He was, oh, man, when when his daughter was down there, she was uh, looking through his office and, you know, she found a lot of pictures of herself, you know, so he was following. Like, what the fuck is that? That shit is so lame to me. I feel like that like that doesn't excuse you from being a dick. Like that doesn't like that you almost it just doesn't work for me. Like I don't like maybe other people find redemption in that and that's fine. But like I think that's fucking stupid. Like that to me makes you like an even worse person. <laughs> like you knew what was happening and you still were doing this thing. Like right again in this you know in his idea in the movie he's trying to save the world or whatever at this mountain in Oklahoma or whatever. But like to me i don't like when movies do that and it's not even just a critique of ghostbusters right now but any movie that does that i think that's so like you're still a shitty person like it doesn't excuse it's kind of like somebody saying like you know being ironic or like saying the obvious or you know saying like um i can't think of an example but being like you know like oh that's so funny it's like like you know you're still an asshole for calling yourself out or whatever it's like a humble brag kind of thing like i don't know how to describe that exact feeling but yeah I, I just i thought that whole thing would to me was lame about it and an otherwise pretty good like I, i'd agree with you the ending is the strongest part but to me that i thought that was dumb i didn't i didn't believe that i don't that doesn't redeem you to me right or redeem, yeah 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 it didn't make sense to me that he would give up his family give up on his friends all because he thought that he was right and there was going to be, you know, he's predicting the future and there's, there's going to be a big old event at the end. Why not tell your family? Why not bring them along um, Mm. and show them the research, you know, show them the proof, but yeah, there, there had to be a reason why he was out there by himself, I guess. I don't know, but that was kind of weird to me. Um, But you talked about the ending and there's something that I wanted to bring up. So, Harold Ramis appears as Egon Spangler in ghost form. They Tupac him. They Jedi force ghost him. I was trying to figure out how they did that because. Yeah. I think rogue one is kind of like going to be the standard. Now when we talk about bringing people back from the dead Mm -hmm. in, uh, in these movies and 
it's basically a stand-in actor and then they'll have like they'll cgi his face yeah and put the old guy and apparently i'm looking up here they used archival clips and photos taken from the original two films mm-hmm. and that's how they were able to create this oh and they also had a stand-in actor but that's yeah. how they were able to create this um version he of him also aged in it so it wasn't like he it's not quite the princess leia of rogue one they also age him in it so i wonder if they also used you know references you know prior to him passing or whatever yeah um yeah it was weird yeah so they didn't have him talk so it wasn't like he's um they're using ai to to create new audio for him yeah but we also talked about this after that we got out of the movie i think eventually this is the way that things are going to go because of all this nostalgia and because of all this, you know, we can't let go of the past. I think there's going to be Indiana Jones. There's going to be Luke Skywalker. We even saw that in Mandalorian. Like there's going to be these characters that we want to preserve and have them for all time. And after these actors either age out of the parts or they're just, they pass away. We're going to have, AI bring it back for us. Yeah. And and I and this is something I just I don't think I agree with it in general, right? Like I don't know like putting up somebody's you know it, what they did in this movie was fine. I didn't hate the movie for that or whatever. Like it was okay and I thought it was done pretty, you know, tastefully, you know, nothing nothing crazy, nothing like, you know, the thing that bothers me is is shit when you do things like like we talked about it um, with the Anthony Bourdain um, documentary that came out, they, you know, did some like AI stuff to recreate his voice. Like when you start using somebody's like voice in particular, like when you start making people say things that they never said, you know, like we've seen that in a few things where, you know, they're like, and that that's the Bourdain thing is they make him say words that he never said, you know, in front of a camera or on a mic, you know, and to me, that's really, it's, it's almost kind of gross um to do that and like because it just feels a little disrespectful or like um a little like um like not aware or unaware yeah, of right. like what this like like come on like the person's more important than this like movie dude you know what i mean like right uh, i thought it was done tastefully here like this like i said i don't have a problem with this like if you show them and then you put them in there or like you, know, you do any of that that's fine um but like, like you said that would bother me i think in movies if you were to be like hey man we have um luke skywalker here he looks exactly like he did in the original movies and we're just going to make him say we have it we have the technology to make him talk too and it'd be like like that's weird to me like you know i've uh, obviously you know there's like a whole money aspect to that too like how do you pay that actor who gets you know who gets money for that you know it's like and then you know i just yeah that's weird i think this hit the line where i was like all right this is fine this is a nice tribute but if you would have had him talking then i think you start to cross into like a weird thing uh, for me of uh, just what that can become you know yeah so we'll we'll see what happens with that but i think it's inevitable the way that these guys want to make money you know yeah. playing off of nostalgia and tugging on heartstrings that's the way that it's going to go um, and, um i was gonna say one other thing about the ghost too or just about the ending i don't know i guess we'll still talk about it but you know i thought it was weird that they like they're kind of you know sprinkle in throughout the movie a little bit you know the old ghostbusters but they do they also do the thing where like i was anticipating it where they just show up at the end you know like they kind of like you tell a lot of that movie a lot of that uh like they they were only in like a couple different scenes you know what i mean like they were not like heavily which i would have liked to maybe see something more from them like especially if you're going to have them out there marketing this movie like maybe more than just them showing up telling jokes at the end you know yeah um which kind of disappointed me i think a little bit yeah and then there's two scenes after the credits um one of them is kind of a weird setup for the secretary was the mother almost and then the the lady the daughter was that was a whole weird thing about giving them the coin and stuff so i didn't i didn't Think that was we, great. We, let's talk about that they set up in the movie that um i have to look at the let me look at the characters again real quick uh they, they're talking about like the history that each of them had like uh 
you know, Dan Aykroyd's character is like, what, what was that? Like a bar or something like that? Or he's running some kind of, Oh, it's like, like a, a cult um, bookstore. Yeah. A bookstore. He's doing like a bookstore. Um, you know, Egon obviously went crazy, abandoned his family, became an asshole. Um, and then did they mention Venkman, what he was doing? I can't remember. What yeah. They said he went into academia and he was a teacher. Okay. Yeah. He did that. And then they say, uh, uh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Uh, Ray. His was, yeah, Ray. His, um, yeah, his thing was that he was a huge, successful businessman. Basically, sound like he like was like, you know, uh, owner of Walmart or Amazon or something like some major thing. And then the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, like, well, where was this guy's money earlier? <laughs> like, if he did that, like, why? Like, I mean, these guys act like they give a shit about each other, but this guy was just, you know, off hoarding you know a fortune and like just now cares you know yeah. weird to me sorry i said ray i meant winston sorry winston, winston. is um, yeah winston is his character but yeah that was and and so through that now he's financially going to set up you know the new ghostbusters franchise that was yeah. what they were setting up at the end yeah the him walking into the fire department or whatever uh you know they had the car restored yeah and then there's like you know lights are about to turn back on and that's that's when that that moves and then what was the um the uh there was the mid credit scene which i don't even know what that was i don't even recall what even happened it's bill murray and sigourney weaver and then that's she's kind of shocking all that happens. him yeah so that's a a thing from the other movies that's the, the other one okay yeah so bill murray was doing that to his students okay. and uh, yeah that the, all that is it's a joke and then you're seeing sigourney weaver again that's yeah. the whole reason that that exists and that's fan service so it's for people that give a shit about those movies so, yeah aka not me so, <laughs> yeah it didn't play that well for me i didn't care really much yeah so that was um that was ghostbusters afterlife um yeah it was okay what's not a no wouldn't do down or up but just meh. yeah like middle you know it's fine it was fine you know i wouldn't say it's a bad movie yeah so jeff what else you've been watching this week you know it's funny i saw tweets about this chucky tv show that was out and like i think everybody including us like this is fucking dumb who cares and it's on like usa and sci-fi so it's probably not that good because you know now you know your amazons which i'm going to get to in a minute amazon netflix hbo your big streamers um are like where the best content is period you know they're almost beating out every other you know for like there is no cable network almost i think that puts out what they put out right right um so for uh, this Chucky TV show, I was actually, I watched uh, the first few episodes. It's actually like, there's some good writing on this show. Like it's, it's, you know, it's got its moments. Um, I've been very surprised and I was very surprised at how um, po- uh, political, I think, you know, I think for like me and you, we wouldn't go in to say, Hey, this is political, but somebody that doesn't agree with these opinions they're like the very like there's very progressive ideas in this show which kind of surprised me i was like i was like wow okay so they're doing like like the kids are in in high school and like there is not like they are like maybe that's what high school is like nowadays this is not like when we were in there but like these kids are like very like you know he she him her like there is very like they established that and like chucky makes a man i wish i would have wrote down the joke but chucky makes some comments and you're just like okay he's killing people but very progressive guy like very you know uh friendly ally to the uh the communities the uh, minorities um so this show's been it's been like i'm not gonna finish it i don't think um but it's like surprisingly fine you know um i don't i don't think you should take time to really watch it or anything or you know there's probably some clips that i can show you uh that kind of makes the point that i'm trying to make now um but kind of surprising franchise bringing another another thing is perfect exactly it's another yeah you actually fuck this tv show for that but it uh surprisingly like half halfway decent especially because i don't like anything like like if you tell me like a usa show fuck all of them except for inside the nba which i guess will count i don't know any of that usa tnt any of that garbage like i don't watch any of that shit and uh this thing was actually kind of like not bad like not as you know i think it you know 
got shit on and probably rightfully so for some stuff and you know especially pre-release but it's it's fine all right and that was chucky yeah chucky and then i'm gonna two other shows just real quick we'll do the dexter update now okay that show sucks that (laughs) show's dog shit um there's like dexter's kid is back well i don't care spoilers i should you know we'll put a spoiler alert for everything at this dexter has a kid in it he's smarter than the fbi and tracks down his dad better than like people that were investigating his crimes can it's bullshit <laughs> um the second episode is so much worse than the for the first it gives you like a you're like oh this might this might be okay it's like kind of trending in like a decent you're like okay and then it, the second episode is just dog shit um so i'm just hate watching that right now and uh just like i did the rest of the series so like i'm gonna finish it um but man man this they i hope they could maybe bring this show back but this looks like shit you know this is like i'm just i hate watch this show right now for for everything that it is um and then also when i was speaking about amazon earlier and this is a a thing i'll talk with you about too there's a a new show that is game of thrones-esque let's say it's based off a a very popular it's like 14 books you know unlike game of thrones this thing was finished um, there's like 15 books it's called wheel of time um, on amazon and I, actually you should watch it a little bit at least watch like 15 minutes of it just to see what i'm talking or like maybe go through it on like you know your tv just kind of zoom through it a little bit um it's basically just kind of you know it's kind of your typical fantasy you know um you know witches and you know not knights but you know that kind of game of thrones what what do we what would we call like that fantasy like, genre yeah it's it's yeah. kind of in that line uh, and i've only watched one episode but um what was interesting to me is the quality of the show there is it it varies but like the highs of the show are really good like you know i haven't watched a ton of the amazon shows but you can see these other things reaching that like you know obviously netflix has been there for a while you know the other ones have been there for a while but you know amazon hitting that like quality you know and how I feel like they might struggle with it sometimes, you know, compared to like what an HBO show, like, you know, like an HBO show is going to look great. Everything's going to be good about it. Right. Like if it's, if it's a good show, you know, they're, they have every, like, you know, the, the effects look great. The CG looks great, all that stuff. Um, in real time, um, it looks amazing in some parts. And then there's other parts uh, where you'll see there's a, there's a, a thing where like the, the, the village gets attacked uh, in the first episode and some of the the work in there is like really spotty where I'm like, you know, I don't know if that would have happened with HBO. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I don't know if that passes the mark for HBO, whereas with Amazon, I think it does at this point. And this is a prime original. Yeah. Did you start watching this? Because last week we talked about the Kid Cudi amazon original did you start watching it after that kid cuddy or or did you just hear about this one separate no, actually i heard about this one separate so my roommate is reading the books right oh, now okay. so he's like five books in and we okay. were uh, and he was excited about it and you know it's funny if you go to the amazon front homepage right now they, they like you could tell this is like playing to the game of thrones crowd even the the logo for it this like dragon in a circle looks very similar to like some of those round logo those circular logos you see with game yeah, of thrones right. and stuff um so it's a very uh weird show but i think it's i think it's interesting and i think if especially for you i think you should just at least skim through it to see that and i can give you specific moments but there's like it, the the backdrops and, and the the you know um the war the wardrobe or whatever they would call that stuff uh i can't think of the name right now but everything looks like really high quality really good like almost okay. you know like lord of the rings game of thrones level but then you Got get it. to some things where you're like the cg like them doing magic spells and stuff and you're like wow that looks like rough this okay. looks like shit um but that is a i'm gonna continue watching that i'm gonna watch that whole thing um so I, maybe this can go on my recommended uh, section. I guess this will be my recommendation. Okay. Um, is that it? Um, it's very interesting to me for reasons outside of the show, but I think the show's it's decent. You know what they're setting up uh, okay. so far. Interesting. Yeah, I'll check it out and see. I do. Um, I do like something that I've noticed just now. But looking on Amazon Prime's videos homepage, they have not, um, or they have taken away the 
here's an HD version and here's a 4K version, having two separate listings for the same thing. They finally got that under control because I was like, why is this the only streaming platform that if I want to yeah. watch it in 4K, I have to specifically go in there and find the 4K yeah. version of it. But yeah, so, just build it into the show, build yeah. it into the menu. Like, what are we doing here? I also noticed that they do the top 10 thing, like Netflix yep. and Wheel of Time is the number one in the in the USA. Mm-hmm. So I'll check that out. Um, and then uh, did you want to say something about Grand Theft Auto? Oh, yeah. I guess for me to continue shitting on things. Um, <laughs> so I bought this trilogy even after I saw some of the news about what was happening because I had to see it for myself. And I know I'm going to play these at some point. So I bought it. Um, I had a little money to spend, let's say. And so I got these. Have you seen anything on it? Have I even shown you anything about this? Actually, I heard some rumblings, but I haven't um, I haven't gone into it and seen what people are talking about. So tell me yeah. what's going on. So, man, these things, you would think, like, at this point, you know, to bring these games back, like, and I know there's a lot of work that is, is going off, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, and I know that it takes a lot of work to make these games happen, but at a certain point, you don't have to be creative with this game, right? You need to just remake these games in the best way possible, right? Like, they're not doing time and research on the story where things are the layout of the map anything like that and um for them to like completely blow it on like quality of the game um it's pretty sad um there's there are things i need to i we're gonna post this video in, in the chat or in the notes but there are videos of the gt of the rain and it is in every single one of the games it's in all three there's the, you know this is a remaster or you know the definitive editions of gta 3 vice city and san andreas and it is in every single one of these games and the rain you can't even see through the rain it is like almost headache inducing um for what it is it, like they mess up a lot of stuff like they had what appears to be like a lot of the like you know the the comedy in uh in GTA is a lot of like hey like here's a sign that says something you know like right. 69 on it you right. know ha ha you know hot dog 69 whatever <laughs> blah 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 uh, I can't even think of a good example all the time I had, but like they, it seems like some kind of AI um, was, was used in remastering some of these textures because there's just like misspelled words, you know, like, like, and it look in the, the thing that makes you think it's AI is you look at it, you're like, that word is close, but it's not it, you know, like they just misspelled logos that are like some of the jokes. That, so if you never played this before, like you wouldn't, you might not even get the laugh because it's just, it doesn't even make sense what's on like, you know, the, the front window of this store at the mall or something like that, you know? Um, so yeah, it is so bad that GTA, you know, or, uh, Rockstar pulled it from being purchasable for a minute and then they Dang. put it back out. And then they're also going to be uh, like for, if you own this, like me, you're going to be getting a free game of some sort from Rockstar. That's oh, wow. how bad um this has been um so if you click that link you can see that like that just that is like a a one example i mean like even like character models are just totally off you know like they're they just look like crazy there's compilations on like twitter and youtube you can go look at um but it's just crazy to me that a a team that you know is bringing in as much money as you know rockstar is for that to be you know, and typically, you know, they delay their games, you know, they'll delay the shit right. out of those games and they're, they're, you know, they have their problems, but they're generally, you know, of high quality. Um, and for them to not, you know, spend the time for this one uh, kind of made me sad. Um, so it's a very, uh, I would say, you know, almost typical in games these days now <laughs> where you have a product that's like, if there's a big open world game that comes out, like it's probably more broken than, than functional in some ways um and it's just uh it's weird to see that happen to grand theft auto yeah well that sucks yeah um but something that does not suck is hit monkey on hulu and hit monkey is based on a 2010 marvel comic uh where basically a japanese snow monkey um becomes an assassin and he's followed around by the guy who trained him, which is a, a, a human assassin, and 
in the show, the human assassin is voiced by Jason Sudeikis. And that is the reason that I am recommending Hit Monkey. Mm. All 10 episodes dropped on Hulu this week. So you can watch, you can binge the whole series or the whole season. This is animated, right? Yes, this is an animated show. Um, This is the second Marvel animated on Hulu after MODOK, which also I would recommend if you haven't checked out MODOK, that was hilarious with Patrick Patrick Oswald. Patton Oswald. Oh, Patton Oswald, sorry. Um, And this one is just as funny. Um, The writing is great. The animation, I think, is kind of the only thing that I would say is holding it back from being like an amazing show. It's very Archer-esque. And mm-hmm. when I was talking to, um, when I was recommending it to some people, I was saying it's like Archer light. And so it's almost like Archer, but if they didn't spend as much money on it. And then I noticed it's the same production company. So it's the same studio that makes Archer makes hit monkey so that explains why the um, the animation looks like that but archer it was like polished from day one like from episode one archer looked like oh this is some stylistic choices that they're making versus with this one with hit monkey i felt like it's restrained by its budget almost it feels like they mm. they're making choices to save money rather than for stylistic reasons so that was the only thing I would say is holding it back. But other than that, I thought the show itself is is fantastic. The, the like I said, the comedy, everything mm. is is dependent on Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And if you like him, it's kind of like what we talked about with Paul Rudd. Like yeah. if you like his personality, if you find him funny, you're gonna like Hit Monkey. It's mm-hmm. just basically it's basically his show, um, but also George Takei, Olivia Munn, and if you're a a big Marvel um, guy, Fred Tattashore, Tedis- who plays the Hulk in almost everything. He's okay. the voice of Hitmonkey. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things come together, and I just thought it was great. It, the, the, each episode is like 25 minutes, 22 to 27 minutes, and 10 episodes. I'm not 100% through it. I'm about eight episodes in. But I would highly recommend hit monkey and the whole thing takes place in japan which i thought was cool um the comic does not but the whole thing takes place in tokyo there's a bunch of japanese stuff um the cast is great it is weird because it's a pg-13 uh marvel thing and and i'm used to the dc stuff like we talked about harley quinn before and dc is trying to go into that like pg-13 you know or maybe even R, where there's like a lot of blood, there's a lot of cursing. That's what this hit monkey is. Like they don't, they're not holding back on anything. Um, I would say. So it was interesting to see Marvel doing that. I wonder if they're going to try to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. More questionable um, animation after What If, it sounds like. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> to think which one is better between this mm-hmm. one and What If. I probably like this one better. Um, but yeah, it's, there's some, look at, I think, um, I was going to say even invincible on, on Amazon, I would, I would think that that animation is, is higher quality, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's not like young justice or like clone wars or bad batch. Like those are the, the current animated stuff that I'm loving. So hit monkey is a recommendation from me. So Mm -hmm. check it out. All right, I think we're done, Jeff. We are done for this week. Another season's change is in the can. But you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm Vactor, my last name. Jeff is Jeff W. And our podcast is Seasons underscore podcast. If you want to leave us a recommendation or let us know how we're doing, you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor website if you follow us over there or on the Anchor app itself, which is really cool because you can actually listen to podcasts. You can make podcasts. You can interact with creators on there. So check out the Anchor app. And if you're a fan of our voiceover work, check out um, the artist behind the voiceover, our boy Shaw from the Geek So To Speak podcast. He's got some nice voiceover stuff. You can hire him on Fiverr. Um, We'll have a link in the show notes. And 
speaking of the Geek So to Speak podcast, this week I have a segment on their show called Vector Loves Comics, and I actually went into further detail on the Hit Monkey comic over there. So check out Geek So to Speak, and they also reviewed Ghostbusters Afterlife. So if you want to, uh, probably if you want to hear some positive words about Ghostbusters Afterlife, <laughs> check out Geek So to Speak. Because I know Shoff is a huge Ghostbusters fan, so he yeah. probably had um, some good things to say about it. But guess what, Jeff? There's some rumblings in the background. I can hear it in the in the corner of my headphones. I hear a little noise. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is that? It's the seasons changing. I just hate when you do it. I just hate every time you do that. <laughs> And Shoff's here too.